The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. All right. Welcome to Rare Form Radio. <laughs> Was that planned? At the last second it was. It sure was. I got you good, dude. Oh, yeah. You really got me. Uh, welcome to the program, Rare Form Radio. I am Todd Newman, your host, along with my co-host, Mr. What's your name again? Uh, Dan Query. Dan Query. Yeah. I'm here That's... with uh, the one, the only, Zooman Newman. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Patreon people, $20, Marco Laxonin, David, Davier, or is that David or Davier? Did you make a typo? David Mir. Okay. What happened? Let me see. Wait, I'll I'll, I'll look at it. No, that's right. Oh, yeah, David. Davier. (laughs) Davier, what a queer boy. He's not you. Not you, Davier. I mean. Dan Query. Dan Queer, uh, David Muir, and ten dollars is Megan. No last name on the Megan, so Megan, thank you for your randos. ten. I'm just getting those out of the way. All right, let's get a show going. No, no, I, I, I want to make a point that from now on, you're the only person doing our thank yous. I'm not because of, <laughs> because of how uncomfortable it makes you. It makes it's. It doesn't. Here's here's the thing. Let me let me reillustrate or reclarify. It's not the thanking people. I'm very thankful to the people. I, well, I know and that. Very appreciative. It's the whole thing about it that I don't like. You mm-hmm. understand? That's a That's very what good makes way. me comfortable. And that opinion is a very good way to get people to come join us. <laughs> is by telling them how much you hate it. Just tell them it's a big waste of their money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I wouldn't oh, fucking shit. pay to listen to me. You, I would. Dude, you're in your prime right now. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Marco, who... Wait, so is that Marco um, paying a $20 Patreon because he's trying to buy his way back into the fold after leaving us that email about ages? Oh, it was him, wasn't it? I think it was. I'm I'm pretty sure that this was him. Well, I mean, it's a good way to do it. (laughs) All's forgiven, Marco. Welcome back to our hearts. Yeah, I'm as old as however you wanted me to be. That's how old I was in that story. That's funny shit. Uh, David Muir and Megan. Thank you, guys. guys. Appreciate it. Oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, what's going on? Well, I was admiring your uh, karate gi you're wearing tonight. Oh no! This is just a. Who's just a short, oh. short? I was out at a dinner and I okay. raced home to do this because. Okay. One. Actually, kind of got me able to leave a little early. Oh, I gotta go do radio. Sorry, guys, I gotta go. Uh, yeah, it was a little social distance type of outdoor seating thing, and, um. And. On top of it, I ate so much fucking food. I feel like I could go to sleep right now. Like, I haven't been doing that lately, and tonight I did. What kind of food? So, uh, Italian food. Really oh. good. Really good Italian food, but really heavy, bad-for-you Italian food at the same time. Yeah, there's no Italian food where you eat it, and you're like, I just go for a jog, I think. It doesn't yeah, work that yeah, way. I feel so light. Let me go fucking jump on my trampoline in the backyard. <laughs> I think it's my anyway, favorite, yeah. favorite cuisine, but it does that. I thought you were wearing a, like not, a like a karate. Gi. No, it's very comfortable this shirt, but it's it's not my style. I usually wear a t shirt or a mm-hmm. tank top or whatever. So I'm I don't know. I'm trying out a new. It's a little Miami, a little yeah, like it uh, is. It's definitely like a, a tropical nightlife city shirt. It's also a little shady. Like if someone were to ask you what you do for a living, you'd be like, import, export. Yeah. Don't worry about what I do for a living. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Bada yeah. bing. I'm an importer. Um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. What do you think? Open? Collar Listen, off? 
you have been getting uh, a lot of heat on our social media. People thinking you're looking damn good lately. So I would leave it a little open for the uh, for the little, gentleman little, interested. For the gentleman. Yeah. A little. You do got a little Max Katie going on with that shirt too right now. <laughs> Gross. It's uh, it's not great. <laughs> Pretty good, dude. Looking good. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> hurt myself <laughs> did you really pull a peck did you really hurt yourself no i'm just kidding i just have a kidding do you ever get a back pain that's directly between your shoulder your shoulder blades in the middle of your back and your spine yes all right i'm gonna leave it open yeah good um, good yes and also I do get hurts that. it's your chest and your back at the same time what the fuck is it and how do i fix I, it i'll tell you exactly what that is i know exactly what that is because i have that same pain oh. it's a lung cancer Oh, no. Especially because you don't smoke. At least I knew. I kind of can't be in denial. I know it's coming. So I like that you I, called I, it I, a lung cancer. It's a lung cancer. <laughs> Shit. Just one. No, it's, well, nuts. It's, no, I get that, too. That's just a tweak in a nerve or something, I think, more. But I got this right now. Ah. Mm-hmm. That, that pain. Yep. This, you can fucking go Welcome oh, to the Grumpy Old Men podcast, everybody. Yes, this is, I, dude, I could fill three and a half hours on the pain that I have just physically, emotionally. We, could <laughs> we don't do, have enough time. <laughs> now you need a fucking $10,000 donation from Patreon to hear about my emotional pain right now. You heard him, everybody. <laughs> Get up 10 grand. You're going to, he's going to unload on you guys. Um, we're, we're recording this on November 1st. Yesterday, yes. of course, was uh, Halloween. Halloween, yes. Was setting up to be the best Halloween ever. I know Saturday, full moon, blood moon or blue moon or some shit. Blood, blue 2020, moon, 2020. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't do anything. What did you guys do as a family? We took uh, the kids to a friend of ours house that there was like six other kids that we've been seeing. They're in mm-hmm. our, I guess. I, I The bubble even, or whatever. The pod. I hate the pod. I hate, I just hate new terminology for any given situation, you know, like there's always some new, uh, uh, this is the new normal, like just all those fucking sayings I can't stand, but so that people know what we're talking about. There are people that we know have been quarantined and tested. So we went over there. They got like her friend has a house that they have a big spacious yard and they put up a projector and the kids watched like, I knew what you did last summer and, a bunch of horror movies and they got in their costumes and you know that's pretty uh, good actually considering yeah, it, the state of the, the world right now yeah they got a bunch of food and stuff like that but like you know usually my i think we were talking last week my neighborhood goes off and people come in it's usually awesome and it's just dead here like dead yeah. yeah so uh i went out and uh we uh went to a friend's house last night just to kind of do a backyard hang and we walked there. We walked like a mile, mile and a half to get there. Mm. Didn't see one costume. It was like 6.30 at night. And yeah, you know, LA sucked. is usually like from 4 o'clock in the afternoon on, you see people walking around in Everywhere. costumes. And it yeah. was like, you, I wouldn't even have known it was Halloween. Yeah, it sucked. Very it's strange. Definitely, definitely sucked this year. But uh, they, they had an okay time, I guess. And uh, we dressed up a little bit. and took. I basically got in that costume, took the picture, and took it right off. I was like, it's just Atta not boy. fun. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Who, When you were a kid, who took you out? Was it both parents, just your mom, just your dad, that take turns? Was it well, another it was neighborhood when I was, person? It was only when I was a really little, little kid that they did that. Like, I started going in my neighborhood by my, well, not by myself, but like with my friends like six or seven we would okay bye we'll see you later and come back an hour or two later and have a bunch of candy wow those days are so long gone it's a different world yeah it's a completely different time a completely different world <laughs> we lived in so i was thinking last night like when uh when i would go as a kid we'd all go to my aunt's house and i had a bunch of there's like 19 cousins so we'd all go there and like the parents would take us out together and my family is all drunks, every one of them. So we'd be like dressed up with our pillowcases ready to go trick-or-treating. And they'd be like, just a few more minutes. We're just to have one more and then we'll go. And by the time we hit the street, it was like 9.15 p.m. 
like everyone's done shutting their yeah shutting their lights off and they're and like all of our chaperones you know moms aunts everyone are just loaded loaded could not like they're not there to do it for the kids (laughs) their party and we'll go when we're ready so we go out for a half hour they get tired and we just like (laughs) go back home with barely anything (laughs) yeah no we yeah we're i mean where i lived my exact little square few blocks was safe like everybody knew everybody i wasn't trick-or-treating at strangers houses either you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like it was all people we knew in that way and so yeah we would just go by ourselves but i don't put it this way i don't remember going with my parents because i was that little okay did you you grow up in an apartment or a house a house at first and then an apartment okay okay no actually an apartment first then a house then an apartment okay like yeah. one of those huge New York City places, like uh, like uh, apartments or what? Like, no. What was your apartment like? Regular, two bedroom apartment, like nothing, not no, not huge. We didn't have money when I was a kid, so I just meant like those, nice... uh, like the projects type apartments. No, Every... no, it wasn't like okay. that. All right, damn, I wish you were a little bit cooler. <laughs> yeah, projects would I be wish... cool. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a projects kid. All right, no. Okay, Zoom Newman. Projects came way later. All right. When I was going um, in there for specific purposes, coming back out. I want to know more about that. The, like drugs. Your early, your, I know, but your early days, like how far would you go to get drugs? How far? Like would you get on trains? Would you walk? Would you ride bikes? Like where would you have to go? And how did you, uh, like, how did you first find out where to go? Not really trains, subways, buses, uh, cars, people who had a car, you know, that kind of stuff. And you find out right away, like, you know, early, it wasn't far, put it that way. They were everywhere. Okay. First, you start getting it from people. Here's money. You got the older kids, you know, you guys are going, bring us this, that kind of thing. And then you get older, you just know. In fact, one of the spots that I used to go to all the time when I was like in, a senior in high school, 11th grade, like from 11th grade until I moved out here pretty much, uh, was right by those steps in the Joker. Oh, no shit. That's Jerome Avenue in the Bronx. Oh, no shit. I'd be down there so often that there was a guy. When you drive down that street and the steps are like, you could see, you know, you see the steps. You drive down that street and they all jump out at your car like there's like 20 guys you know all holding you know, they were buying weed you know <laughs> right and they all holding dime bags and nickel bag and 20 dollar bags or whatever and i was down there so often sometimes two three times a day even <laughs> that there was a specific guy who when my car would turn the corner he'd back everybody off and he would casually walk up to my car. You were his. Like, yeah, I was his. He, his was customer. His customer. Yeah. Crazy shit. Uh, yeah. I wish I, was I had the- some crazy stuff happen too back in those, like getting out of the car stuff, and cops are coming and like have to run with those guys and hope that they didn't <laughs> fuck me over. Like you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, sure. Sure. One yeah. in particular that's not really a radio story just because it's long and kind okay. of is there's nothing there's no reason I wouldn't tell it on radio because of content. It's just one of those you had to be theirs, but sure. like I got caught with a guy I was buying crack where like I had to trust my life with this guy who was a street drug dealer that I never saw in my life before. And go in a building and up and on rooftops and hop over shit to get away from cops chasing us and hope that this guy did not fuck me over or kill me or whatever. Like it was the most harrowing experience. Was, was that idea of him killing you just running through your head the whole time? I was screaming at him the whole time, like, bro, don't fuck me over. He's like, no, man, come on. He's a Jamaican guy. Come on, man. I'm like, I didn't know, you know, like how this was going to play out. And right. t- it's it's one of those moments. Tell me, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be drugs or like mm-hmm. whatever. 
everybody, I think, can relate to those moments in your life where you think about them now as an adult and you really think about it mm -hmm. and you get like nervous all over again. Like, I can't believe that that was part of my life, that that happened. Oh, sure. Nothing was bad from it, like it came out of it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of those moments, that specific time. Like, I'll tell you the whole story another time, but it's I involved had... <clears throat> in like, we were running through an empty build, a building, an abandoned building that the dealers had put plywood up. It was pitch black, like a maze. That they knew so the way through. They know the way through. And if you're a cop running through there, you go to the wrong dead end. And, and like, I could see their flashlights under the plywood chain and hear them running and chasing us and their radio squawking. And the that guy's so pushing me through hallways, like pushing me. I'm falling and getting back up and don't fuck me, bro. Come on, man. Like, and him <laughs> pushing me over like iron like fence, you know, like wrought yeah, iron course. things. Right. Like it was insane. Yeah. I never had anything like that. That's crazy shit. That, and that's genius to make a little like yeah, paths yeah. for yourselves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My, my craziest one that like, uh, it's not that crazy even, but I would tell you the story when I had the toy gun in my mom's car, maybe. Okay. Uh -uh. So it was, um, I was driving my mom's car. And my best friend Dave and my buddy Mike were in the car with us. And my little brother was like maybe two or three at that time. He sold a car seat in the car. And I had this old uh, like Beretta nine millimeter fake gun. And back in the day, fake guns looked like the yeah. realest fucking shit ever. And so when he was a little boy, like it became his, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring yourself. Yeah. So it, it, it became his toy. And it happened to be in my car, uh, in my mom's car. And we were parked outside of Dunkin' Donuts in the nighttime, like nine o'clock. And my, my buddy Dave, who was riding shotgun, found the, uh, the gun on the floor and started like twirling it on his finger while people are walking by in front of our car. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he wore one of those scally caps and he was like, people walk by and he pushed the cap up with the gun, just like flaunting this fake gun. Mm -hmm. We thought it was funny. This Dunkin' Donuts was like, a hundred yards from the police from the police department from the police station mm -hmm. and he's holding the gun twirling it and all of a sudden five cop cars surround my my mom's car and seven cops get out all with their guns drawn pointed at our car <laughs> and like we're in the windows are up and i'm like dude throw the gun out the window throw it now he goes no if they see it they'll just start shooting us and i was like so we didn't know what to do so we just froze and uh they must have kept us there for 30 40 minutes because my mom's purse was in the car. It didn't have her ID in it, but it was her purse. Mm -hmm. So they were positive that we'd stolen a purse, that right. we used a fake gun to mug somebody. And uh, there was a cop who still works in my hometown to this day, I believe, was like frisking me. And he, I had a switchblade. He found my switchblade. And when he was like frisking me, he put his finger down my ass crack, like on the inside of my mm -hmm. underwear. Mm -hmm. And uh, Did you come? He did. <laughs> he shot it on my back. Um, but that was a time where, like, I feel like nowadays, if we were black, we would have been killed. <laughs> no question about it. Yeah. Here's a crazy story. When I first moved out here, and I'm talking first moved out here like two weeks. Oh, fresh as could be. Fresh as could be. I had only visited California one time before for like a weekend. And that okay. was the only. So I'm brand new. And I'm complete. Like even my accent's thick still, you know, okay. my new, my, my accent is used to be a lot thicker New York accent. And if I get really mad, my kids and my wife will tell me it comes out more, you know, mm -hmm. or if I'm talking to other people from New York anyway. So we're me and my buddy who I moved out here with, who I, after he left, I have no idea. I've never talked to him since, but me and my buddy had moved out here and he had a Brown Mustang. Like a shitty one. Yeah, it was like a, a like an early 70s one. No, like, like a, a like a 90, 1989, 88 one. Okay. And it was like the dealer special, whatever. And he just, yeah. Anyway, so we're driving. You know that bar, the three of clubs? It's mm -hmm. still there. Okay, it's still there. It used to be a I, cool pl spot. I played there, yeah. I played there yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. 
It's a cool little spot. We were going there to see some band or something, and there's a gas station right next to it. Mm -hmm. And we're getting pulled over, so we pull into the gas station. And just the way that the guys pulled us over, I could tell, like, this is not just a traffic stop because they came up on us so fast. You guys fit a profile or something. Yeah, they get out of the car. And this is 1992. So it's like a little bit after the riots. And... It's not the same L.A. that it is now. It's it's a it's a very hip hop L.A. hip hop okay. violence L.A. at this point, and uh, the cops jump out of the car with their guns drawn. Let's see your hands. Whoa, like, well, like, whoa! Put my hands out the window, like, and they're like, "Get out of the car!" The cop opens it up. They throw us on the hood of the car, and this one cop is going. This is them. This is them. Flight jacket. Because I had a green flight jacket on. This is them. This is them. I'm like, because I was fresh. I don't know. I'm like, yo, bro, it wasn't fucking us. Like, you know, he's like, shut the fuck up. And the other cop is going, I don't know. This doesn't. I don't know if this is the car. And he's like, this is them. I'm telling you, this is that. And they're this one guy is volatile. And the other guy is like, I don't know. I don't know. We're just sitting there and I'm starting to like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not resisting. You know, I'm doing that whole act. And my friend's like, dude, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, no, fuck this. We're, there's, you know, nothing. We didn't do anything. I'm white, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shut the fuck up. Finally, a call comes on the radio in their car and they listen to it. I can't really hear what it's saying, but the one guy hears it. And he's like, I told you it's not them. Let's go. Like, I guess they got whoever they were looking for that fit our description. No, no apology. No, hey, guys, sorry. Da, da, da. They just jump in the car. Take off. And I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck? Should we stay here? Like, in Los Angeles, I meant. Like, <laughs> right. What That's the not a very nice welcoming. That? Not a very nice welcoming. No, and then... uh like two days later, I got pulled over on the highway. And I was speeding or whatever. And I get pulled over, and the guy's shining the light in my face, and he's just being a dick and blah blah blah. And then uh, he's like, "License and registration." I give him my license. He sees that it's a New York license, and he's like, "Are you visiting?" I'm like, "No, I live here. I just moved here a couple weeks ago." And he's like, "Well, a couple of weeks. You should have a California license by now." And I'm like, I didn't even know that, sir. You know, like I'm being trying to be cool. I'm barely an adult. Give me a second. Yeah. yeah. And he just, he gave me a ticket and whatever, whatever. And he's like, get a new license. And I'm like, okay. Fucking. But I've had good experience too with cops in Los Angeles. If we're going to go down the cop road. My first one was fucking great. I got pulled over for a taillight out in my buddy's car. And uh, the cop came over. He was kind of, you know, tough cop at first, you know, stern. And asked for my ID, and I still had the Massachusetts license. And he looked at it, and he goes, asked me the same question, like, do you live here? Are you visiting? And uh, his, like, his demeanor changed and got cooler. And um, he started saying, like, he, he went into the Boston accent. Like, he's from there. He dropped his, like, right. you know, tough guy thing. And ended up going back to his car, ran my license, came back, gave me his business card, and said, listen, welcome to L.A., if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to give me a call. Amazing. Do you think he was gay? I, like, I think so. If you what ever gave need... it away is when he made me suck his dick to get out of the I was just going to say, <laughs> if you ever need to suck a dick, I'm your guy. There you go. Ken Hurley. His name is Kenneth Hurley or something like that, but yeah, another Irish car. Boston guy. What was the your one? Point? The yeah. one cop that was cool to me was a New York guy. People stick together, I guess, but. It's 4th of July. This is many years into me living here, but it's 4th of July. And I'm coming down the canyon because I had someone who lived up in the canyon. And I'm coming down those little side roads to get to the main road to go down. Of course. There's no one on the street. It's daytime. There's no one driving around. Like everybody's at barbecues or whatever it is. And I fucking just blow there's this there's a street that's small and i know that there's a stop sign there because i've been there before but there's never any cars so i just blow it the one time 
Yeah. Pulls me over. The guy pulls me over. And he's like, did you see me sitting back there? First, he, first I, he said, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, yeah, because I totally just blew that stop sign. And he's like, did you see me sitting there? I was like, well, once I blew the stop sign, I saw that you were sitting there. I figured you're going to pull me over. And he takes my license. This is like I said many years later. So I have a California license. And he's like, a license and registration. And I give it to him. He's like, you're not from here, though. Where are you originally from? I tell him New York. He's like, oh, yeah, I was born and raised in New York, too. I've been living out here for how many years, he said, or whatever. He goes to the car. I guess he runs my plates and just to make sure that I'm not some arch criminal. And he comes back and he's like, I'm not going to give you a ticket and I'll tell you why. And he goes, oh, he goes, I'm not going to give you a ticket. And I go, great. And he goes, do you want to know why? I said, sure. And he goes, I've been sitting here for three days at this sign. I've pulled over 60, 70 cars in three days. Every single one of them has fucking lied to me and given me an excuse about why they blew the stop sign. You're the first person that said, yeah, because I totally just blew that stop sign. He's like, so I'm giving you a fucking pass. Listen, then, we, we learn as kids. Honesty is the best said, policy. Wait, yeah. And then he said, um, he similar. He said, here's my business card. I'm friends with this other guy on the force from Boston. And we like when dudes from our hometown suck our dicks. So... Wait a minute. Do you think that my guy and your guy? Maybe, holy shit! I think it's maybe a profit we're, deal. We're gonna we're gonna run into each other one day, getting out of a ticket. If you know what I That's mean. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I told you. I, I mean, everyone knows I come from a cop family, and they just like you're when you're a cop. Your entire job is just to be lied to all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're doing traffic stops, if you're a detective, maybe not, but you're probably still getting lied to, but. If you're pulling people over just all day with the excuses or I didn't see it, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It was, the light was yellow. It's like it wasn't. What do you What do you think yeah. I do for a living? You yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. There was another time too when it was the first day of Luca's nursery school. Like okay. I just dropped him off, and like me, Mister Tough Guy, Luca goes in. And he starts, they're like, you got to drop him off and leave. You know, it's like, you got to go through that period. And Lucas starts screaming, crying for me. I'm like, it'll be okay. And I, they're like, leave, dude. And I leave, I go around the corner and I start crying like a little fucking bitch. I'm like, I can't believe this is me right now. You know, like, and I light a cigarette and I had just, I'd quit for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, having one or two a day and I was like fuck it I need to have a cigarette so I light a cigarette and I get in the car and I'm driving and I had it in the car usually I, when I smoke I don't smoke in the car you know but I just was like I had it in my hand mm -hmm. and I smoke half of it and I guess it just kind of burned down and I still was tripping about my son in my head so I'm driving down Wilshire and I see that they're ahead of me, that there are like five cop cars all pulled with people pulled over on both sides of the street. So they're doing some traps or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and I fucking start to drive and I realize, oh, shit, I'm still holding this cigarette. This was like 30 minutes ago that I lit the cigarette. But I just was like tripping. So I'm like in my head and I'm not. You thinking weren't thinking. You're just. Yeah. So I go like this and I flick it. It's just like the butt. And I flick it and I look in the rearview mirror and there's a cop right behind me. <laughs> he fucking pulls me over. And he's like, license. He's a young kid. And he's like, license and registration. And I'm like, OK, here you go. Uh, and he's like a tough, a tough, badass cop, right? And he's like, uh, you know, did you know why I pulled you over? I was like, yeah, I flicked the thing. He's like, all right, license and registration. He goes back to his car. He comes back and he goes, uh, did you not see me sitting right behind you? And I said, yeah, I did. And I realized what I did. I was like, I'm not trying to give you an excuse, but I'm having a harrowing day. I just dropped my kid off for the first day of nursery school. And I just was not thinking. Go ahead, take it away. Like, I, I, I'm guilty, you know? 
and his whole demeanor changes and he's like oh dude i remember what that was like uh, last year i had to draw and he's telling me the whole thing and his he like turns into the kid that he is not the cop that he wants to be <laughs> he's like i don't want to give you a ticket but my supervisors are all watching me right now i have to give you a ticket he's like i won't give you a burning ember ticket because that's like a big deal in los angeles fire hazard, of course yeah. yeah he's like i'll just give you the littering fine and i'm like okay you know like i get it i i did it Right. He's like, I really don't want to give you a ticket, man. I hope your son has a good day. Like, blah, blah, blah. It gets better. He's like trying to give me advice. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, give me the ticket jerk off. Let me get the fuck out of here. So I leave. And that's when I had to take that. I go to court. And my lawyer tells me, I just, I have a legal a friend who's a criminal attorney. So he's like, look, you can't really do anything for a literature. Just go and explain. And he's like, explain that you're sober and that you want to do, they're going to give you community service. So just explain that you want to do time in a rehab or something that you do that anyway. And can I apply it to my community service hours? So I get in front of the judge and it's like all day I'm in fucking Beverly Hills court. And it's just like every, everybody ahead of me is getting a ticket for the light, the, the camera taking a picture of them. Oh, and every person, yeah, that's not me. Uh, I, the light didn't change yet. If you look, you see in the picture, it's blurry. That's not my car. Like, you know, every excuse, excuse, excuse. So I come up and they're like, oh, littering. I'm like the only littering guy. <laughs> so I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> of course, know? of course. Because that's littering is so 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah. But over like, forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, it was, I was like, I didn't throw like a bag of food out the window. I flicked a cigarette. I explained to the judge and I said, oh, can I do, you know, I'm a sober, you know, member of this group. Can I make that? Uh, my community sir, can I apply that to the hours? And she's like, oh, did your attorney tell you to say that? The judge is a woman. Ooh, and I was awkward. like, I was like, well, he advised me. Sure. You know, that, that, that could be a possibility. She's like, yeah. Had you gotten a ticket three months ago, that would have been the case. What we do now for littering is community labor. It's not community service. You're getting out on the, this is that story. That's where the picture came from, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's yes. like, you have to do community labor. You got to get out on the highway. You're going to be on a team and clean up and blah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, the ticket is $600 for the littering and blah, blah, blah. So I go to pay the fine first to then get signed up for whatever I have to do. Yeah. And it comes out to like 3000 because of court fees. Like that's Jesus how they get you. Right. You know? Right. Right. So I'm like fucking cocksucker. You gotta be kidding me. All because my fucking shitty son couldn't handle his first day of school. <laughs> so, so, uh, they, I get fined to community labor and they, uh, I got to go out there like six in the morning and I'm on a, I'm on a work detail with all guys that are doing this for like two years every day in lieu of going to prison. So these are like hardcore guys that I'm on this team with. Yeah. And I go and they're, they're trying like, to no avoid a bid. Yeah. 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 So I go and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be positive. This will, I'll make I'll make the best of the situation. I'll get out there. I'll fucking roll up my sleeves. I'll do the work, manual labor all day. It's a fucking day's worth of work. It's not gonna kill me. We get out there on like the side of the highways. There's fucking hypodermic needles everywhere, like dead animals, rubbers that are used, like all kinds of crazy shit. Um, you're freezing right now. You just froze. Ew, actually, no, good now. Good now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. I get out there and I'm starting to work and uh, I'm doing my shit. Like I'm talking, they want it. We need to clear this whole area like of everything 
of all the garbage and the bushes and the trees. Like they pull out weed whackers and shovels and chainsaws and all kinds of shit. So like, and it's fucking middle of summer. So it's brutally hot and I'm out there and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to put my elbow grease in on this work. And, uh, one of the dudes comes up to me. He's like a fucking huge black guy. He's like, yo, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh-uh. And I go, well, he's like, motherfucker, we're here for fucking two years. You're here for the day. Like, you got to slow the fuck down, making us fucking look bad. I'm like, okay, cool. So after an hour or two, I start getting a little friendlier with the guys. And they're like, what set you from? And I'm like, huh? Like, your tattoos, man, your ink. What set you from? And I'm like, I'm from New York, bro. Our tattoos don't mean shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, all right, New York, all right, New York. Like they, the whole day is like that. Then this is the best part. The guy who's the foreman is an ex-convict that's like, he's this big. Dreadlocks, like pock-faced, just like mean. Like <laughs> yeah, mean-looking fucking hard ass motherfucker who knows all these guys and is riding their asses sure and <clears throat> he reads me the riot act right when i get it he's like if i catch you slacking off you coming back tomorrow motherfucker and then i'm like yeah all right i'm here to work like yeah I do my thing whatever he's like no cell phones this and that and i have my cell phone in my pocket which i snuck into the outhouse and took the picture and sent it to you of me the wearing the hard hat. Frank, the, we're throwing this yeah. picture up right here, right now. Do you still have that picture? I don't even I, know. I'm sure I, I do. It, it, it was my uh, profile picture for you on my phone for years. Years and years. It was like two or three years it was in there for. So. The best. Manual Todd. I risk fucking having to do it for like a whole nother week or whatever. Just to send you the picture of me in the hard hat with the vest on <laughs> and the highway inmate vest. And you do not look thrilled in yeah. the least bit. So I fucking work all day, all day, all day. And I'm like, this was hard. Like I'm filthy. There's dirt in my eyelids, in my mouth, in my nose. I blow my nose. It's just black with dirt under my fingernails, sweating my balls off, like fucking hard ass work all day. It's like your worst nightmare being that dirty. Oh, yeah, I'm sore. I'm dirty. Can't wait to get the fuck home. We, the truck takes us back and we sit like in the back of the truck, like in an old fucking movie, you know. Like oh, you couldn't, you couldn't even drive yourself there? You no, they, you drive to a spot and then they take you on a, on trans- a bus. Like on a, it's well, it's like an open, it's like a, you sit in the back of a fucking pickup truck, like basically that's the city's truck, you know, (laughs) right, right. One of those yellow trucks. So like, yeah, safety and protocol, like they're not worried about these guys suing the city. If you got dumped over on the side of the highway, there's no seatbelts. Like we're like, you know, like we're driving. Of course, of course. So we get home. And uh, the the foreman who's been fucking on my ass all day because he wants me to slip up so I have to come back. That's what they do, you know. And uh, he's like, I'm like the last guy out of the thing and everybody skedaddles and I'm sitting there and he's like, yo, come here. I'm like, What's up? And he's like, uh, you cool? I'm like, like how? <laughs> and he's like, you got, you, you working? I'm like, yeah, I work. Yeah. And uh, he goes, um, what do you do? And this is when we were doing Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I do this radio show thing and I write and I have this, I'm telling him. And uh, he's like, you hard worker. I'm like, well, look, I I don't plan on making this my living, but I fucking did the crime. I'm doing the time type of thing. Like, I just figured, let me just get this over with and do a good job, you know? And he's like, uh, what's your show? What radio you do? And I'm like, it's called Dark Matter. He fucking pulls out his phone. And he's like, oh, you 
Dave Navarro. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he would know who Dave was, but he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, let me send you my demo tape. Like, and he keeps me there for like fucking hour and a half playing me cuts. Oh no. Of the worst, like low rent, like done on like a hustle and flow Casio keyboard like thing of him rhyming and rapping. And then I'm, I'm sitting there I'm like, dude, I just want to fucking go home. Finally, he lets me go. I get home. I check my Twitter. He's already started following me and sending me DM. <laughs> I'm like, Motherfucker. And that man became Lil Wayne. Yeah. So my advice to you is don't flick cigarette butts out the fucking window. Oh my God. Los not worth it. That's not, not worth, worth it. it. Not worth it. It is nice though. When you have those human moments with people like that, when they, you know, bring down the wall and just are cool for a minute. You know, once those dudes knew I wasn't like some whatever, and that I'm just there for the day, like I did something, whatever. No, I met the cop when the cop realized oh. you dropped you dropped Luke off, and you're just like you're emotional. Oh yeah, I he told the like, truth. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, he he was like, I'd let you go, but I can't. My supervisors are watching. I'm like, I get it. I did it. I'm not saying don't. I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just telling you why I wasn't thinking. Because mm-hmm. that's not like me. You know, like I don't. I might act like I don't give a fuck, but I don't litter. I don't flick cigarettes out the window. I might when I'm walking in the street, but like, I just don't, you know? But, mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> it's a drag. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying the podcast? If you'd like to show support for Rare Form, there are a couple of ways. Become a patron at patreon.com slash rareformradio. Make a one-time donation or choose from a few subscription levels paid monthly for extra benefits. Those extra benefits include bonus episodes not available to the public, exclusive live streams, more interactions with the gang, along with other special perks that will change over time. Choose your level of donation and know that your contributions go to keeping the show running and growing, paying crews behind the scenes, and just supporting independent artists. That's patreon.com slash rareformradio. You can also get Rareform merch by going to rareformradio.threadless.com. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all kinds of silly shit. We're constantly adding new things and limited time-only goodies. That's rareformradio.threadless.com. You can also help build the show by subscribing, leaving a review, and most importantly, leaving us a rating on iTunes and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at rareformradio. Thanks for supporting independent entertainment. Anyway, that was a um, long, boring story. Sorry, people. And we've heard it before, but it's still good every time. Oh, have we? I don't see. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Yeah. You texted me last week, like some stuff that I said a few shows ago. Uh-huh. I had no recollection. I'm like, what the fuck? I was almost annoyed with you. I was like, he, he, what did you text me? I don't remember. I have no idea. Oh, it was you texted me dick fucks. Apparently, oh, I said. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're trying to figure out what to call our uh, our Patreon supporters, and you're like dick fucks. So See, literally, uh, within a week, I sent Todd a thing back, being like something about dick fucks, and you're like, "What's I that?" Ro- <laughs> I, I wrote, "What's that from?" Like thinking it was some movie <laughs> from or a something. Movie. And I was like, "That's your invention." Like the you lovingly called our fans dick fucks. Yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything I say. It's not just on this show. I just I used to have a great retention for memory. I mm-hmm. I don't anymore. I just I don't know if it's I'm old and senile. I don't know if it's I just don't care to remember shit anymore. Well, there's also it, it's simple too. Like I've been listening to Stern for 20 years, and he'll retell stories sometimes too. So part of you is like, even if you told it before, there's people listening that've never heard it before. It's always a good story, so why not? Like, I don't know. We also, we're trying to kill time here. But it's um, not a good story. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a story of, of If anyone knows anything about you, like the idea of you on the side of the highway in a bright the orange. the chain gang. Oh, totally. <laughs> and being dirty and sweaty and like. I was so, does, in my mind. How do you take three hours when you're there? How do you, how, yeah. I mean, how do you take three showers when you're there? <laughs> yeah. You know. In my mind, I had like the striped jumpsuit and the striped hat. 
Oh, and sure. like I was like, uh, chained to all the guys, like <laughs> like yeah. oh brother, where art thou? George yeah, like Clooney. with a pickaxe, you know. <laughs> I am a man, <laughs> of constant sorrow. It's such that's a great song. Oh, it's a great movie too. Um, but that, that's how I vision it in my mind. Sure, sure. But I mean, I don't remember shit either. The only reason I know that um that we would tell stories because I have to edit the show, so I hear stuff again and. Right, you know right, right. that kind of shit but yeah it's still a great story i need to send you a video real quick and then i want to talk about something that happened <clears throat> is it a video of sean connery taking his last breath no but it's a, it's a video of sean connery okay i imagine you've seen that fucking is it a video it. where he talks like this yes <laughs> okay you have to have seen this before all right uh send it and then hold it to your uh microphone and then we'll uh Add in the video. You did an interview in which you said, it's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No. Not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? It must, I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Of what would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't they want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely right. Of what would... Have you ever heard that before? I have actually. I had I not until yesterday. Oh, that's that's all. That's all we were talking about at dinner. About <laughs> Sean Connery being a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Why the fuck can I share this? I'll just pause it. Okay. Um, yeah, we were just talking about that clip at dinner, actually, and that uh, Sean Connery died. Uh, yeah, he used to beat up women or whatever. You know, that whole thing came up. But uh, I don't see the problem. Hey, he just, like, she tried to give him, like, hey, you know, we're going to talk about it. So if you want to, like, you know, go back on it. If you want to backpedal. She gave him the chance to backpedal, and he's, and he's an just like, old Scottish guy who was James Bond who's like, I'm not backpedaling. I still agree. This isn't I the still cancel. feel the same way. <laughs> the cancel culture hadn't been invented yet. No. You know what I mean? No, he but, was... Uh, uh, when you're that old, you're who you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, but he's not even that old in this. I mean, it's 50s, older. 40s, 50s? No, he's in the 60s here for sure. Okay, that's that's old enough where you're not going to change. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it what, he was 90 when he just Something died? Like that. Yeah. Like, that's 30 years ago already we're talking. Right. So this is like the late 80s, early 90s, this clip. Yeah. Is that okay with you, Marco? Is my math okay right there? <laughs> um, Lay into so, time in the comments. But, uh, yeah, I, on the one hand, it's hilarious. Wait, 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 careful. <laughs> Which hand? On the one hand, it's hilarious. Yes. On the other hand, you could say, like, wow, you know that's not right. We don't live in that kind of society now. And this and that. And like, no, I've, I've never hit a woman, you know, like I don't agree. I don't agree with it, you know, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, you're like, he doesn't backpedal either, which you got to give him some credit for. Like, he's like, yeah. And it's what he's saying is the old joke, right? What do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. You already told her nothing. Twice. You already told her twice. Right. So if you had three hands, so on one hand, it's funny. Mm -hmm. On the second hand, it's still not really cool to do. But on the third hand, he might have a point. And on the fourth hand, I just like that he doesn't back down. Oh, no, he just digs his heels in. He goes, no, I'll no, smack you him. right now, Barbara. I told you once. I told you a thousand times. <laughs> it's so good. Just like, uh, uh, oh, it's completely he, unapologetic. He's dead now. And watch, this is going to surface. And people are going to start becoming aware of it who have, who know nothing about this guy. That was me. I had no idea. Yeah. 
people are going to start and they're going to start canceling him in death. Don't watch James Bond movies. Don't watch Untouchable. Last Crusade. Don't watch, yeah. The, all those are going to pull him from HBO. <laughs> like, you know, pull him from YouTube. Pull him from... That's what's going to end up happening. Yep. I'm not going to allow it. So then I want to ask, like, do does that... That does not take away from his body of work, in my opinion. Like, he's still, like, fantastic This is so movies. funny that you're bringing it up because that was another thing that we were talking about tonight was... Do you separate the art from the artist? In other words, the artist's life, like a Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, do you stop yep. listening to his music if you believe those charges? If it's, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey, do you not watch uh, Usual Suspects anymore? Like, mm-hmm. or whatever, because of his allegation, you know, like what, what do you not watch the Cosby show anymore? The reruns or whatever. So we were talking about that exact thing at dinner tonight. And what was the what overall, you- uh, for me, I guess it depends on the crime. Like, The Last Crusade is such a great movie to me. He's not my favorite James Bond, because my, like, when I was a kid, it was the Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah, Roger that, Moore. That was my is, era. That's my James Bond, too. Even, yep. even he's older for me. Yeah, hands down, no question, Roger Moore. But mm. uh, Sean Connery, you know, The Rock is great. Uh, Last Crusade, I saw, you know, nine years the old wrestler? As, as a kid. Yes. Yes, totally separate. I'm not talking about the John movie Connery where Sean Connery played the Rock. Yes, in WWF, <laughs> like he was the. Can champion. you no smell what the Rock is cooking? <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Doing the eyebrow, um, but like him hitting women, I can weirdly look more past that than Michael Jackson being like a serial pedophile. But right. still, I can still listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, I still like all the time. I'll show people the. Uh, the acapella vocals only track from Billie Jean. And you can really hear how unbelievable Michael right. Jackson was. Um, I guess I can separate the art from the person. You know, I don't think it's hard for me. Oh, some of the greatest art in the world from for centuries was made by people that were completely insane and out of their minds that did criminal shit. Of course. Of course. Um, like Harvey Weinstein's terrible. I'll still watch all the Miramax movies. I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and is he that terrible? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah, just for wanted, sure. Just wanted to see if you were listening. Yeah, I'm listening. He's pretty terrible. Uh, uh, just not just terrible, but just like a gross person too. Yeah. If he was for some reason, if he that, looked better, it wouldn't be it, as bad. It, may, it does make a difference. Yes. It like, really like, does. Like that's how raped, shallow. <laughs> That's how shallow the culture we live in is. Right. If it was George Clooney raping all these women and forcing them to get work and parts. He'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. okay, that's not cool. But if it's Chet from Weird Science when Chet's the pile of shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That that's, Harvey that's, Weinstein, uh, that's you not mean. not as cool. Because that's what Harvey Weinstein yes. looks like. Chet that's as what I'm the saying. pile yes. of shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, what was the opinion of dinner? What was the overall opinion? It was the there? same as like, I could separate the art from the artist, you know, like, right. Hey, I have Charles Manson music on my iPod and mm-hmm. he did the criminal shit first. And then the music came out. Do you know what I mean? Like in that sense. And like, I mean, we have Manson tattoos. Yeah. You know, I got mine lasered off. Didn't know you didn't <laughs> No, you pussy um, never in a million years. Um, yeah, I can. I, I I can't help but pose the question in my head. So it's ruined it in most situations if I come across an old Cosby stand-up or a Cosby show or whatever, or if I hear a Michael Jackson song or a Sean Connery movie, whatever. It's ruined it for me in this sense that now all I think about is am I cool with that? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like... Like, I still think if I hear a Michael Jackson song, I think, oh, what a great song by this pedophile. Like, (laughs) I wonder if after he sang this song, if he blew a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or if he blew the kid first. And that's why it sounds so good. And that's why it sounds so smooth. Or maybe that (laughs) is when a kid was touching his balls. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing about every time you hear that sound. It ruins it in this... Yeah, it ruins it in a sense. 
But <laughs> I mean, there was a bit. There's a big controversy with Joker because of that, because the Gary Glitter song uh, that they play it. You know when he's oh, yeah. what, walking. Th- and what did he do again? He's a fucking Is child a pedophile? pornography pedophile ring. Yeah, like so. And he's but, a, but in he, a bad way. In a bad way. Yeah. Okay. So people okay. were up in arms about them using that song. Mm-hmm. The song goes perfect with the mood. Like it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, right. but yeah. I or don't maybe know. it was I, done with the intention of like, maybe it was done to like, people will have this feeling towards this singer. Maybe yeah, it yeah. will help the scene for those people yeah. or make it more uncomfortable or something. Well, it's also one of the anthems of like sporting events, that song. Which one is it? That hey, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> I like no, in the sense that I I mean I give a shit with look the pedophile thing, obviously. Yeah, I have a very strong aversion to that kind of behavior. I have everyone just listen. Todd is on the record, but saying he's not down with pedophilia. Let it be known. He's taking the strong stance. The rest of the guys, whatever. Eh. I don't have an opinion. Let it it pass a little bit. The rest of these crimes, whatever. No, but uh, but my point being is that I don't. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. I don't really, I'm not going to not like something that I liked because I find out some information about the person who made it mm-hmm. necessarily. Sure. Would I support it and go out and buy it or whatever? Maybe not. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question, actually. I guess it's a case by case situation. And I got to think going forward, there's going to be a lot more people being outed for stuff just because everything's so public and out there now and everything's taped and recorded. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what like our favorite people from the 40s and 50s and 60s were doing. Right. And here's the yeah, other thing. That, who knows what really happened with who and what's the truth and what's not. There's just. Right. Those people right. and the people involved know that's it. I'm not even going to go into the those people and not people and God are the only people know because even God doesn't know. Right. right. I have a feeling God's an it kind of an idiot. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, just look. This is he's he has look this he, he's made faulty merchandise. Valid. Valid. Not yeah. a very good pitch. It could be yep. It could be that God is an idiot, that he's just a moron. He didn't really know what he was doing, and he didn't think anything through. I'm not saying that's what it is, but there could be. Evidence is mounting to make a case against God being, look, if man was, God created man in his own image, is that the saying? Something like that. Something like that? It's like something along those lines. Right. So and they, if we're idiots, then you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, you know what you I make mean? a good point. Most people are idiots. That must mean that God's a fucking moron. There, I said it. I'm not afraid. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's a good way to end the show. I think That's I am pretty not good. afraid. Um, All right, let's end it with God. Is this an is idiot. a? Do we, do we have any listeners? This is our last or? show. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to carry that over and do an extra segment? Have a, an extended epi, uh, extended show with the uh, listener questions. There's a bunch of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. No, let's do that. Okay, fair. So we'll take a uh, we'll say goodbye to everybody listening regularly, and uh, we'll welcome in the patron people for the okay. extended director's cut. All right. Well, thank you uh, for listening, and we will leave you with Rare Form Radio. You heard it here first. God's a fucking idiot. Oh wait, I got something else to say. Bring us back. Take off take off the ending. <laughs> welcome back everybody. All right, welcome back. All right, so I'm going to be out of town this weekend, so I will not be here and I do have some stuff going on where it might be a little spotty where I might be in and out. So if you see some guest hosts or some other special stuff uh that will take place of that 
um, I will be in and out, but mm -hmm. just uh, letting you know if you see little irregularities and just me and Dan with our boring bullshit and there's some <laughs> new stuff to mix it up. It's because of that. So uh, yeah. I'm just giving everybody a little forewarning and letting you know, Dan, too, that I just cool. have to deal with some stuff and I might be in and out, as it were. Okay. And we'll, we'll keep it going in your, uh, yeah. in your I absence. Want, I want and, you to do uh, so. Yep. And right, I cool. will, uh, and I will let you, everybody know what's going on. Cool. Good deal. All, All right. right. We'll see you next week. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.